morning, everybody. We're GFBS, and it's a Wednesday. So that means it's time for the Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. And joining us on the show today, realty expert Adam Helgeson, and we'll talk with Mr. Helgeson right after this. Look, if home feels too big, let's get you a smaller one. And it's okay if the process seems daunting or you're having a hard time letting go. Because our network agents have the expertise to help you downsize and get you to just the right size. Now, let's go get you home. All righty, and uh, how are you doing, Adam? Awesome. awesome. I actually woke up in a very good mood today. And that's what you were saying. Are you still in that good mood? Always. Good. I mean, I'm always in a good mood, did, right? Did, did My s- wife gets pissed because <laughs> it takes a lot to make me angry. Like, I'm always just uh-huh. hey, happy-go-lucky, but today... I don't know what it is. It's you, just an uh, awesome day. You got any more of that? Uh, maybe you could rub that off on me a little bit uh, so um, I could wake up in a good mood every day? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, you were also mentioning uh, you've got your golf team figured out now for the second annual Bruce Spicer Memorial. Yes. Yeah. Bailey Bjorgi, uh, you know, she she picked me to be on her team. So, uh, yeah, it's me, the mayor, the man himself, Brandon Bochinski. Wow. And uh, Scott Meyer. So okay, I'm rolling with the big dogs. No I guess. kidding, no kidding. And then Bailey to boot. Yeah, Holy Bailey's smokes. our ringer. Um, yeah. I was on our team last year, Scott Meyer and I, and uh, Warren, the crepe guy. Oh, sure, Warren. Yeah, yeah Warren Sai. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a good time. So I just uh, designed some shirts and got them ordered. So yeah, I did. you know, last year's uh, first annual was a huge success. Uh, we were out there for a while, kind of crappy weather, but. Um, I can't imagine how much bigger it's going to be this year. Oh, it was awesome last year. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm a little upset. I'm not uh, going to make the Realtor Golf Scramble next week. I'll be in Missouri. Missouri? Uh, yeah, why the hell I planned a trip to southern Missouri in <laughs> mid-July is beyond me. You ever been but, to Missouri in the summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me guess. Kids sports? No. No? Uh, visit wife's sister. Okay. Well, you got to do that once in a while, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think we should talk about realty stuff? The boss might appreciate it. Okay. I kind of figured that. Uh, you know, um, Adam, when you're on the show, we've been going through this. Uh, this book is awesome, by the way. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Family Realty Guide to Selling Your Home. Uh, let's talk about closing on the sale. Okay. Yeah. So we've gone through everything. This is the last chapter of the book. You know, we've talked about getting your house ready. Um, all that type of stuff, going through offers. So now you've an ex- accepted an offer and you think it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Um, so some of the things that happen once you, you have the offer, um, and this is where, you know, for sale by owners kind of lose track, right? Oh. What what an agent handles once you have that accepted offer, right? Okay. So first off, the buyer's going to want to do a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend all of my buyers doing a home inspection, even on new construction. Mm-hmm. There, there's stuff that's going to come up. Yeah. I, I mean, um, do you find that no matter what kind of shape your house is in, that they're always going to find something maybe? Yeah, they'll always find something. I mean, they'll take a picture of a crack in the sidewalk and say, yeah, concrete. Oh. Well, we all know concrete cracks, mm-hmm. here, right? So they're going to find something. Um, you know, and some agents use the home inspection to nitpick and nickel and dime every little thing. Like, hey, this uh, light switch plate is cracked. Okay, that's sixty-eight cents. I'll go yeah, to Menards yeah. and buy one. All right. Um, it it should be for major issues that were unaware when the offer was, 
you know, mm-hmm. submitted. So they go through the inspection process and that brings up a whole nother negotiation strategy. Um, you know, I've had clients come back and say, Hey, due to the home inspection, we want $25,000 reduced off the price. It's oh. like, whoa, 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 where'd you come up with that number? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, the, the for sale by owners don't really know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where the negotiations come in. So getting that all taken care of, um, cause with the, with the home inspection, they have three choices, right? They can either accept the house in its current condition. Mm-hmm. They can negotiate stuff to get fixed or reduction in price, or they can back out and just walk away. Sure. Right. And get their earnest money back with no repercussions. Right. So some agents use that as a scapegoat. Let's say you put in an offer on a house and while you're waiting for the home inspection and a better one comes on, they'll be like, Hey, we're having a home inspection and it, the report could come back. Perfect. But like that based on the home inspection, we're out. And they cancel the contract, get their earnest money back. Oh, which is to me shady. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> you know, you mentioned uh crack concrete, you yeah. know, like maybe a sidewalk. That's funny because um, I, I used to pour a lot of sidewalks and driveways and stuff. And, People around here would say, well, you do you guarantee the concrete. And I say, yeah, yeah I guarantee it will crack. <laughs> yep. um, I can maybe help control where it cracks. But when you live up here, that's <laughs> just going to happen. All the I freeze mean. and thaw and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I built seven years ago and I've already had uh, my sidewalk from my front porch around to my house that cracked and sank in. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had to replace the whole thing. And then one square of my driveway was cracked and um, I guess it was kind of wet when they poured the concrete and oh, the ground settled underneath. So sure. there was an air gap and mm-hmm. it just kind of gave way. So, yeah. yeah. You know, when you, when you talk about um, things, maybe repairs that, uh, that your inspector is going to find, do you maybe, uh, do you tell people, you know, maybe mentally you should set aside a little bit of money just in case they do find something that needs to be worked on or fixed before you sell or buy? Yeah, I mean, always uh, there's always some negotiating room there. Um, you know what I mean to keep in the back of their mind, like, hey, this stuff may come up. Um, like I've said many times, I go through the house myself and kind of nitpick every little thing that I notice. Um, I used to hang out with Rick Parsons a lot. He was an awesome home inspector who passed away from COVID a couple years back. Um, but I learned a lot from him. Just I would follow him on the inspections, and Levon, his wife, would do the inside. And they kind of pointed out to me what they were looking for. Um, now, as an agent, I can't say, hey, this is messed up or, hey, you know what I mean? That's not right. Mm-hmm. But I can say, hey, that doesn't look right to me. This is probably going to get flagged on the inspection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we maybe get an electrician in here quick and see what that. So I have like a new listing coming up in Crookston, and that's what I did with them. I was there over a month ago. And I said, I'd do this, I'd do this, I'd do this before we listed. And she actually just texted me before the show saying, hey, we got those deficiencies fixed. Oh. Um, you know, I think we're ready for pictures and to get it on the market. And, Good. You know, some of it, I have my electrical tester. I was walking around downstairs. There were some wires that were sticking out that, you know, they had some electrical work. But one of them mm-hmm. was live that was uncapped. I'm like, oh. hey, this needs to get put in a junction box. And this one's dead, so just remove it. And mm-hmm. It's still know, all pretty minor stuff. It's all minor stuff, but it's all stuff that's going to come up on the home inspection. Mm-hmm. And that's where knowing what you're doing is key. Okay, so. now I got a question because uh, I know you work with a lot of uh, people in the service, uh, yep. especially Air Force around here. You have helped relocate how many people? 
if somebody knows that they are getting transferred, say, to the Grand Forks Air Force Base, and maybe they're on the other side of the country or something, can they still close without having to make an extra trip to Grand Forks? Or how can that be done? Absolutely. So I go in above and beyond for my military transfers. Um, I've done some from Germany um, coming in, some from Hawaii coming in, and I do video Skype showings or whatever with them, whatever platform they want to use, do video tours, and I go through in-depth, kind of a a tour of the house, pick out all the deficiencies that I can see, whatever. Um, If they want to make an offer on it, everything I do is digital. Um, We have to do a sight-unseen disclosure saying, hey, they haven't physically been in the property. Um, But then we do the home inspection, and I go through with the home inspectors and nitpick everything like it's my house. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what I've done is had the closing lined up. So the day they fly in, like the the people from Germany, the day they landed, they landed at like 10 a.m. At 1 p.m. was their closing. Oh, wow. So they landed, got their stuff, came into town closed on their house and went straight to their house. Um, they had a place for their household goods to get shipped, you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff too. I had another couple coming in. He's actually the head colonel for the UNDROTC. I helped them. Um, same thing, but they, I, they closed on the house and then their schedule got changed. So they actually couldn't arrive for two weeks, you know? So mm-hmm. I actually took care of the place. I had my landscape guy make sure the lawn was cut. Um, I actually hired cleaners to go through and double check everything. Um, and then the wife mentioned she had cat allergies and I knew the previous owners had a cat. So I had all the carpets professionally shampooed for them. So the day they arrived, I met them there, handed them the keys and it was ready to roll. You know, all the work you just uh, went through that you said you did, um, who foots the bill on that? I did. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's you customer said you go service. above and beyond, and, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, and it, it's just customer service. You know, I've I've moved six times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's part of the deal with closing on a house is I go through when I move, right? I want that house to look like I would like to see it when I move into it, mm-hmm. right? So my wife is actually in the corner scrubbing with a toothbrush in the closets, oh, wow. cleaning. You know what I mean? I have all the carpet shampooed the day before closing. You know what I mean? So that uh-huh. way everything's... Sure. But some of them, you want to do a final walkthrough before you close. Because mm-hmm. I've been into one um, a client of mine. We we went to do the final walkthrough, and the, the sellers were still moving out, right? Okay. So we're like, what the heck? We can't... You know what I mean? It's still dirty inside, whatever. Um, but we had to close in like 15 minutes across town. And they're like, hey, we're almost done. We promised 100%. Everything's going to be cleaned or whatever. And the sellers had already signed, right? So they didn't have to show up to closing. So I'm like, okay, well, we went and closed, came back, and it was a nightmare. They had just swept cat crap under the counters and just, it was disgusting. And of course, they had already signed, so they jetted out of town. Um, So I called their agent, and their agent was like, oh, I'm glad that doesn't fall on us. And I'm like, what? So on the spot, I Venmoed my client $700 and said, hey, call a professional cleaner, get this cleaned up. This is, this is not right. You know what I mean? So we, we shouldn't have closed. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that falls on me because yeah. I should have pushed the closing off until we had an official final walkthrough when they were totally out. So I, you know, I felt bad. Yeah, so I, that, that, I, I took care of the situation. You know, how could you live with yourself? You know, doing that stuff, just know, sweeping it, cat crap under the counters and calling insane. it good. Yeah, it was just disgusting. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know 
what an abstract company really does. It's funny because I have a good friend that actually works for the abstract company in town. But where does an abstract company come into play? They do all the title work. So that is key because you want to make sure there's no liens and stuff against the property. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, So a prime example of a title company coming into play um, to make sure everything is correct. I had a, a client, a buyer of mine, who was buying a modular home outside of Grand Forks, right? Okay. Well, it comes out for the closing that the guy who currently owned it just paid cash for the lot. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And then had this modular home, whatever moved in. He built this big garage and then now it came time to close. Well, the land that he purchased was still in the previous owner's name. Oh, oh and the geez. previous owner had judgments against the land. Oh, no. So there's no transaction. So the current seller had to pay off the previous owner's liens. Oh, boy. To be able to sell this property. Um, and that's where the title work and the abstracts are actually pretty cool. So Grand Forks, they do a lot of title insurance policies. They don't have the actual physical abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, but these smaller communities, they do, and they are so cool. It, it's a, a document of everyone who's owned the property since existence. Sure, sure. So some of them go back to the early, mid-1800s. Oh, wow. Um, that's cool. And I was flipping through one of them, and it said in there, like, 1896, no person of color shall ever own this property. I'm like, are you kidding me? Man, you know what I mean? Really? Of course, current laws, you can't do that. Right. But it's like just flipping through, you can see every person who's owned that property since. Um, so, yeah, the title company, they, they check on the liens. They make sure the title's free and clear. And then they transfer it over into your name and make sure everything is legal and legit. So wow. that is very important mm-hmm. in the process. And that brings us to the day of closing. The day of closing, yes. So the day of closing, we always want to make sure we do a final walkthrough. Uh, so like I had a closing yesterday, we woke up early and cruised out to Hatton at 8 a.m. and checked out the property, make sure that one, they didn't take anything they weren't supposed to, right? So mm-hmm. if they're supposed to leave the washer and dryer, the washer and dryer better be there. Yep. Um, they didn't like swap out light fixtures and take the you know what i mean anything that's supposed to be attached to the house stays with the house and like swap stuff out or Mm -hmm. um or damage on the move out process i've seen where they're moving out stuff and break doorknobs and put holes in doors and it's like hey we're not closing until that's fixed yeah you know what i mean so do that final walkthrough and then two making sure all the numbers and stuff are correct with the title company um they send out a sheet showing, okay, hey, if you're the buyer or the seller, here's what you need to bring with, making sure you have the proper IDs. Um, if you need to bring cash to closing or, you know what I mean, make sure all the numbers are correct. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but it's nice to have someone on your side to make sure everything is legit. You know, how could somebody not hire a realty expert like you? Because um, they're not very smart. <laughs> How does somebody reach Realty Expert Adam Helgeson? Well, you can give me a call on my cell, 701-317-1750. You can check out my website, homesbyhelgeson.com, or call the office for any of the real estate experts with Berkshire Hathaway at 746-0303. All right, there you go, Adam Helgeson with Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, you know what? If uh, you're looking to buy or sell your house and you don't have to have Adam do all the work on it, get a hold of executive properties they'll fix it the way you want it and they're going to fix it right reach out to them at 701-330-1273 or go to their website executiveproperties.org 
You can also check out the reviews on Facebook and Google. See how good a work they do. Again, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast with Realty expert Adam Helgeson. He'll be back on Friday. And until then, have yourself a great remainder of the week.